Hey everybody, so good to see you. This is Rayko Zexe at Paul Lutheran Church, Clarence Center, New York. We're reading John chapter 2. This is a great uh, 21 day adventure of reading this gospel that is written for us that we might believe and have life in Jesus' name. All right, so uh, I love John chapter 2. I encourage, uh, I'll share one of my favorite places. I encourage you to do the same thing, just make a comment uh, if you so dare. Uh, what, what is a verse that you like? Just to, just write the verse number or whatever, or why you like it, whatever you want. But I encourage you to uh, somehow engage, let me know, um, let others know what you like about it, how you are blessed by it. All right, let's pray. Thank you, Lord, for this word, for, um, for the truth that shows us um, what you've done for us. And I pray that you would uh, help us to live in the life that you have given us. We pray for those who struggle in faith, and those who are at their end of their life, that you would be very near them. And thank you that, uh, that you've given so many promises to us in every place of life. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, here we go. John chapter 2. All right, let's get to this. Starts off this way. On the third day, there was a wedding at Cana in Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. Jesus also was invited to the wedding with his disciples. When the wine ran out, the mother of Jesus said to him, they have no wine. Which, of course, you all know at that time, that is catastrophic. It's like, uh, this is a Middle Eastern culture where what you do is host. And the, the time of the, the greatest hosting and uh, um, hospitality is a wedding. <clears throat> so they have no wine. This is tragic. That They will be ashamed. And Jesus said to her, woman, what does this have to do with me? My hour has not yet come. And you'll see in this gospel the word hour, my hour. Uh, it means the time of Jesus' revelation, time of his glory, uh, the time of his suffering. Uh, my hour has not yet come. His mother said to the servants, well, do whatever he tells you. Beautiful, right? Now there were six stone water jars there for the Jewish rites of purification, each holding 20 or 30 gallons. Now these are not for drinking. You catch this? This is to purify. You wash your hands in it. Um, it is to show that you are pure. It is to make yourself ritually pure. And uh, obviously this is a symbol of what Jesus is going to do. Jesus will cleanse with wine. Let's check it out. He says to the servants, fill the jars with water. And they filled them up to the brim. And he said to them, now draw some out and take it to the master of the feast. So they took it. When the master of the feast tasted the water, now become wine and did not know where it came from though the servants who had drawn the water knew. The master of the feast called the bridegroom and said to him, Everyone serves the good wine first, and when people have drunk freely, then the poor wine. But you have kept the good wine until now. This the first of his signs. Jesus did at Cana in Galilee, and, manif and manifested his glory, and his disciples believed in him. After this he went down to Capernaum with his mother and his brothers and his disciples, and they stayed there for a few days. Um, looking back, verse 11 says, this the first of his signs. If you look at this gospel, there are seven signs throughout. Uh, this is the first one. So you might, in my Bible, I've got a little place that says sign one. Uh, and the next one will be in uh, chapter four. But we'll, I'll mention them as we go through. There are seven signs uh, that point to an ultimate and greater sign. Um, so we just pay attention to that. John writes this on purpose. So he knows exactly the way he's framing this in his mind. Um, all right, so now, the Passover of the Jews was at hand. So this is an important thing too. In the Gospel of John, the Passover is important because primarily because of the Passover lamb, what the Passover lamb would do. And uh, John 
he wrote over and over just layers about the Passover. So this is the first reference to the Passover. And Jesus went up to Jerusalem. In the temple, he found those who were selling oxen and sheep and pigeons and the money changers sitting there and making a whip of cords. He drove them all out of the temple with the sheep and oxen. And he poured out the coins of the money changers and overturned their tables. And he told those who sold the pigeons, take these things away. Do not make my father's house a house of trade. His disciples remembered that it was written, zeal for your house will consume me. Um, interesting. Do they remember right then or as they were thinking about it later, did they remember that? So um, maybe it's later because of what we'll read here in a second. Verse 18. So the Jews said to him, what sign do you show us for doing these things? Jesus answered them, destroy this temple and in three days I will raise it up. Wow, talk about power. The Jews then said, It has taken 46 years to build this temple, and you will raise it up in three days. But he was speaking about the temple of his body. When therefore he was raised from the dead, his disciples remembered that he had said this, and they believed the scripture and the word that Jesus had spoken. Um, so here we see that Jesus, he's showing that he is the new temple, the Lamb of God, the place that... Um, that takes all these festivals and sacrifices and uh, funnels it into him. Uh, the, the, the atonement of God, the, the place of God's presence, the place of God's forgiveness. Jesus' body is that for us, um, which is astounding and it's beautiful. Verse 23, now when, now when he was in Jerusalem at the Passover feast, many believed in his name when they saw the signs that he was doing. But Jesus, on his part, did not entrust himself to them because he knew all people and needed, no, and needed no one to bear witness about man for he himself knew what was in man. And then we'll get to chapter 3. It starts off, now there was a man. So um, uh, John is using this, this phrase about what's in man. Jesus already knows what's in man. Um, all right, good stuff. Uh, what is your favorite part? Uh, I think mine is probably uh, a couple places where they remembered, and especially they remembered after his resurrection. So the resurrection did something to them um, in a way that, uh, that changed their mind um, and can still for us today. All right, um, please comment what might be your favorite part, favorite verse, whatever. Hope you're well. God's blessings to you, and we'll talk to you next time. All right, bye.